Welcome back to The Wine Show. You've got Simon Nash and Richard Damani. Uh, Richo, we are now going to head to Heathcote. Great. And uh, have a chat with uh, Evan Pritchard and Wendy Johnston from Three Dams Vineyard or Winery. Good morning to you guys. Morning. Morning, Simon. Morning, Rich. How are you going? Good. It's good to hear your voice. This has been a while it's been <laughs> since we've had a chat. It has been a while, Rich. A few years for sure. Well, uh, a few years and a few and a career change later, just like yourself. Yeah, there's good parallels there, Ev. And um, this is the thing I was sort of describing. You know, Three Dams Estate as a bit of a a passion project that turned into something a bit more than that. So, you know, give us the give us the lowdown on where you guys are at. Give us a bit of a rundown on the estate. We can chat about our pasts a little bit later on if you like. Okay. <laughs> Well, it's all been kind of rather organic. We didn't set out to, to plant a vineyard, but um, as we went through the years, we, we bought the property in 07 and 2015 we thought it's about time we made it work for us. So we planted some Tempranillo and um, uh, the wine turned out okay. And so we decided that we'd have a small cellar door and it's just kind of taken off from there. And uh, I guess during lockdown, we kind of um, got a lot of work done, sort of upgrading the Salador area and sort of an outdoor entertaining space and planted the other vineyard down the hill. And so it's, yeah, it's as Wendy says, no no real plan, just sort of you know, just evolved really. Yeah, but it was, it, it may not have been a plan, but it was definitely, there was a seed planted. Because I, I remember coming out to your place and having a New Year's Eve party there, which was pretty grouse. I remember it rained very heavily that night. But I also remember you guys were talking about, well, we've got this Heathcote property, there's three dams on the estate, maybe one day we'll plant some vines and do it. So it, the idea must have been in the back of your head the whole time, kind of, yeah? Well, yeah, you're right. And just I can't remember that party at all, but I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that means it was a good party. <laughs> um, um, no, you, you're absolutely right. And look, we I, I did do a bit of viticulture training back then with an idea to plant some vines. I, I guess we didn't really have the idea that we were going to um, plant a vineyard and make wine and turn it into a business, I guess is what, yeah. what I meant. It was just sort of um, we thought, well, let's see if we can grow some grapes and see how they go. Um, and then since it kind of went okay, we thought, oh, well, let's just see how we go and do some, do, you know, expand it a bit, really. Mm. Keep on rolling. Why did you choose Tempranillo? Uh, yeah, well, good question. Um, so we, well, a few reasons. I think we, we did read somewhere once, <clears throat> might have been James Halliday or someone, was talking about the parallels between the climate in, uh, in Heathgate, central Victoria, um, and the similarities between La Rioja in, in, in Spain and, and that it's very similar um, rainfall patterns, very similar kind of um, temperature throughout the growing season with the, the diurnal shift between the cool nights and the hot days, things like that. So um, we also were thinking that, you know, as Heathcote, is, as you know, is pretty well known for its Shiraz. Um, and we sort of thought, well, maybe we can try something else that, that might complement that and help sort of grow the region a little bit. And there were some other people doing some Tempranillo, some Sangiovese, some Nebbiolo. So there's mm. a few different things going in. So we just thought, you know, why not why, why try try something different, not try and compete with the with all the Shiraz guys. And um, it's proven to be pretty pretty good. And there's a lot lot more those kind of Mediterranean varieties going in. A lot of Grenache, a lot of Monastrell, um, 
and and also the Italian varieties as well that are being planted here at the moment. Nero Dabola and that sort of thing. That's correct. Yep, yep. So so you've you've got um, Grenache and Monastrel as well as the Tempranillo. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, we we've got our vineyards are small in the scheme of things compared to most vineyards up here, but we do source a bit of fruit from around the area as well. We do make a bit of Shiraz, make a couple of different Grenaches, some blends. Just, you know, we try and change it up. We were considering maybe um, mucking around with some Malbec. I know it's not Spanish, but, you know, it's sort of on that theme. But, yeah, we just, we're just sort of always trying new things, really. Well, yeah, the reason, uh, you know, the, the idea came into my head to get you guys on was, you know, we had Claire Voighton on the show uh, yep. at the end of last year and talking about her incredible Heathcote gins and I, I did ask her the question so yeah because it's such a wonderful region there's so, so many great spots to visit and I said to her where would you go and she said well I like what these guys are doing at three dams uh, Evan Wendy I was like oh I know those guys uh, and you know and I love Claire so at some point I'm going to come up with Claire and we're going to spend an afternoon up see what you guys are doing but I did notice you know you're starting to do some events and that sort of thing so was it a bit of a flamenco thing last night what happened there it was it was uh Fantastic performance by um, a group called Senes from Melbourne. Aya was the dancer and played the cajon and a couple of guys on the guitar. Uh, we, In keeping with the Spanish theme, we had some tapas and paella um, to go along with the performance. We had about 40 people out here. Uh, fortunately, the weather held out because we're predominantly outdoors, although the performance was indoors. Yeah. yeah stage so yeah it was a great night yeah and and you're also doing events i see you had a like a hen's night recently or something and you're doing sort of is it saturday afternoon sundays how do people book how do we get involved in this yeah well, well generally we're cellar door is open uh every saturday uh with with selection of tappers generally changes each week um and then and special events as you say rick so we're doing um oh we do paella and sangria Days with live music, we do. I mean, we even did an Oktoberfest thing last year. Which was really popular. <laughs> Spanish. Spanish Oktoberfest in Heathcote. That's awesome. That's what I love about this country. We can do stuff uh, like that. We can do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, we just, we're always trying to, look, we're trying to build the region. We're trying to get people up here because it's, a, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on in Heathcote now. It's really changed in the last few years. So we're really trying to just, uh, you know, just, just get people up here and enjoy what Heathcote has to offer. And there's, there's heaps of stuff going on and we're just trying to add our little bit and, you know, help build the region. So let's talk a little bit about the, the estate, you know, because I remember there was a house from somewhere that was cut in half and, you know, carted out on a, on a semi-trailer. And how did you pick the block? And tell us a little bit about all that sort of stuff, the, the beginnings. Yeah, well, uh, no, you're right. The, the, the block, well, <laughs> it's one of those things. We, we actually came up here originally for the Wine and Food Festival in October, which I'm sure everyone knows about. Is that um, Heathcote on show? Or? Uh, no, the Heathcote on show is in June. This is the um, the big. Uh, it's in October generally. Yep. Wine and food. Although the last two years it hasn't been. It'll held, be back. Yeah. It'll be back this year. We, we did an OB from uh, from the Heathcote on show, so the June one. Yeah, um, that's yeah, right. That's yeah. coming up as well. Um, yeah, so we were up here for that, and we were sort of you know as you do looked in real estate window while you're eating a pie outside the bakery. <laughs> And just saw a few blocks and thought, oh, let's go and have a look. And it kind of evolved like that. We found this block that you've been to. Um, and we were and very committed to, uh, if we could, finding a house that we could 
repurpose for our needs. Um, sustainability is certainly one of our key drivers. So mm. we came across, well, actually another muso um, who was going to demolish his house and we... Box Hill. We had it relocated oh. up here and spent a couple of... Every weekend for a couple of years just... It was in great condition, but we just spent the weekends... Yeah, but they had to chop it in half Stapling and stick it, it back together. Stapling it back together. Yeah, they cut it in half, just brought it up in two halves, and we just said, okay, how about plonking it here? Yeah. And <laughs> looks like a good spot for it. <laughs> uh, we, then we added three little solar panels. It was our first solar setup. We've since upgraded to something a bit more substantial, but... Uh, yeah, so we're totally, we're still as, as we were back then, Rich. We're still completely off grid. Yep. Um, we've just upgraded the systems Wednesday, so we got power to burn now, so which is great. So we can leave the aircon on all day when we're not here. <laughs> um, so yeah, and then we've just we expanded, you know, orchards and oh, we're, we're we're growing pomegranates and apples, and making a bit of cider now yeah, as well. Tell us about the cider. That sounds fascinating. So it started with one tree that was. Pro prolific as a exactly, exactly and we thought let's have a go at you know using the apples there's no one making cider in Heathcote itself although there are oh. cider batteries around uh so we added to our uh harvest some other local apples from um friends trees around the place to make our first first batch of cider and sold out pretty quickly and uh the local publicans wanted to put it in in the pub but we didn't have any so we thought we'd better scale up and um make a bit more which we've done we've just made another another 600 bottles or something so yeah we planted another 11 trees so we're yeah the plan is eventually to get source all the apples off the property um but until then we'll, just like the wine we get a bit of fruit from around the place as well just to supplement it but um we added 20 pomegranate trees to we've got our, our unique blend of apple and pomegranate cider oh so yeah that sounds awesome i love pomegranates <laughs> they're so good mm. yeah so they're coming along and we just heard of the third member of the troop there the dog who's what's the dog's name you're going to be in wine dogs australia yeah we've got well ziggy who you would have met oh Rich, yeah but we've also got a younger brother zephyr who's 18 months old um, so he's very lively and keeps the cellar door visitors entertained. <laughs> keeps keeps the old one a bit entertained as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we actually named a wine after Zephyr, uh, a nice light Grenache that goes well chilled in the summer. Oh, nice. Mm. And uh, another more robust Grenache we've called the, Z the Ziggy. So. <laughs> Do you, um, look, given that we've both been in the music profession and then got into wine, um, what's the most sort of surprising thing for you about building this whole kind of project and um and do you miss banging the drums uh well um to bang the drum not really actually um i'm kind of i do miss playing in the orchestra rich i guess yeah. you probably do as well just no, i do miss a lot i miss playing opera more than anything i just well, yeah uh, miss that so I mean, much. That's it. Being, in, being amongst that, that power and that, that kind of incredible music is is something i miss the playing part of it. to be honest i don't really miss the stress of all that job you know it's yeah. kind of High pressure. The the only stress I have here is you know trying to get the grapes the right right uh, bomo, <laughs> which which is pretty stressful because Mother Nature's pretty, you know. Where where are you at with Vintage Twenty Two? Yeah, so um, I tested a few berries the other day. We're still hovering around. I, I would say 
a couple of weeks away, probably, yeah, I reckon we're about 12%, I suppose, in the Tempranillo. So uh, it's been a very good growing season, nice and cool, cool nights and not too hot days and pr pretty dry until this last week, actually. So it hasn't been a lot of rain, but yeah, the fruit, fruit's looking good. And what about quantity? We, we were hearing the Yarra Valley... Uh, was was down a fair bit on uh, uh, at on least half uh, reduction. Yeah. There, they had a pretty wet kind of flowering, so flowering worked pretty well for you guys in September, October, whenever it was. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Yeah, we didn't have any issues this year. With we often get wind at, at, during round flowering, which can kind of mm. wipe out a lot of the productive berries. But uh, it's been good. I've, look, we're down a little bit, but I did I did thin it a lot this year as well because. Um, you know, still learning how to do all this rich, and we, we're fortunate up here that we we know all the local winemakers, and yeah. everyone's a really helpful and supportive of each other. So if you've got an issue, if you've got a question, you can just call up, you know, Richie Condi, who mm. I know she had on your show, or Peter Young, or Adrian Minari, or whoever you want, just say you know help, and <laughs> everyone's really happy to do that. So we're lucky, we're very lucky. So your vines are seven years old, roughly, is that? Uh, yeah, yeah the Tempranillo right. would be, yeah. 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 So you should be virtually at full production? Yeah, yeah. It it's, works well. I don't know. That site seems to be seems to be very good. I mean, I think that's why we planted the second vineyard because the first one sort of seemed to grow itself in a way. Um, whereas the monastery down the hill is, I wouldn't say struggling, but it's a tougher site and it's kind of it's taking longer to... Um, to come into production its own roots as well down there the monastery so it's kind of a little bit behind um but uh but yeah we're, it's it's good we're, we're we've got plenty of water still so um i think i think next year we should have, be in full production with the grenache at least down the hill and then if uh, if, the if we're going to come out and visit you guys you know give us one or two other spots that we should uh visit uh on the same day or on the same weekend Okay, well, definitely uh, you can't go past our new brewery, Palin Brothers, in the main street of um, mm. Heathcote, uh, making some awesome craft beer there. Cool. Yeah. Um, and for a kind of a range of experiences, our, our cellar door is very rustic, uh, but there's also some amazing uh, state-of-the-art cellar doors. Silver Spoon is one of our um, uh, great... Friends, they're also off-grid and they're quite different to our off-grid experience. So it's worth um, a, a visit out there. And probably Minari is another beautiful um, yeah. experience. And, and if you wanted, uh, just thinking about the alternative varieties, if, if you went to Benet and Marson, for example, they Mario out there, it's Italian background, so they do a lot of, all these, lots of different things, Fiano and Nebbiolo and um Oh, what else has he got? Um, oh, they, they do some really cool gear, yeah. And I, I was I visited um, Fozzie Adam Foster last year, who's uh, oh, yeah. who's a good mate. And, and you know, the other thing you should always do on the way to or the way back from Heathcote is go to the Tuberac Hotel and have an American right. pale ale, the Gunslingers, and have a pie because they're the best pies. <laughs> you know, and then you can look at your real estate while you're there, Ev, if that suits <laughs> you. Or, or, or even even if, if you don't want the pie, you can get one of the burgers from the um, little shop next door to the pub they're pretty special as well yeah it's a great region it's a great i region. always always think guys to um the heathcote wine hub is is a really great way to kind of get your bearings around heathcote so it's in the Absolutely. main in the main street 
they've recently relocated, still on the main street, uh, into what was an old wooden church, timber church. So they've just um, crossed the road and and, uh, headed north a little bit. Mm. So still um, 24 wines on tasting. So you do get a great experience. Yeah, and and I remember going in there and there was, you know, there was a map on the wall that sort of talked to the different... um, soil types and things in Heathcote. So because yeah. there's some really ancient soils there in, in the region, aren't there? Absolutely. Yeah, that, that's, that's true. Up, especially in the northern, the northern part, you've, you've, you've got the, the famous Cambrian red soil. Mm. Um, but we're down the southern end. We're sort of near Wild Duck Creek, which is sort of at the end of our, our road, really, uh, sort of down near Ritchie Condy, so the other side yeah. of Heathcote. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. So people need to get onto Instagram, Three Dams Estate, or Three Dams Estate dot com dot au to check it out. Yep. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and if people are coming up to Heathcote next weekend, they could visit us at the Harvest Festival, the inaugural mm. um, event, which will be showcasing wine. Claire will be there with the gin. Yeah, cool. Uh, next week's the long weekend, isn't it? That's right. Saturday, quarter yeah, late on the Oval in the Main Street of Heathcote. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Wendy's got a. Heathcote Tour- Tourism and Development uh, Secretary's hat on at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, you live in, you've got. To, I, I mean, that's the thing about living in a place like that. You guys are all in it together, so you might as well be be all together when you're and doing holding it. hands. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. I'm I'm really happy. Really happy for you guys. Thanks, Thank Rich. You. Yeah, yeah, it's really really good to yeah. and thanks for the opportunity to have a chat with you guys. Yeah, mm. really look forward to seeing you up here when you can. Oh, oh yeah, I'm going to come up and, and hang out and annoy you um, as <laughs> I used to do back in the old days. Don't you worry about. It. I'll bring some booze up as well. So don't worry. <laughs> Fantastic. It'd be yeah. Great to see you. Yeah, it'd be great to see you guys. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you, no Evan. Thank you, Wendy. Enjoy your thanks, afternoon, guys. Thanks, Rich. Thanks, see, you guys. see you guys. Thank you.